Hello and welcome to another episode of Sideline Sketch. We are back to talk about all things football. The new season is on. It's been an exciting opening weekend. And, well, we're here to discuss about our predictions mostly and talk about that and see who we think is going to win it all in the Premier League. Mostly we're going to talk about the Premier League. We're going to discuss the winners of the top five leagues, Champions League, what have you. But it's going to be mostly centered around the Premier League. And with me to discuss all these things is someone who's teamed it really well on the opening weekend. It's Nathan. Nathan, how are you? I'm very, very good. Thank you, Rahul. Yes, it's good that football is back, even though it never went away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Euros happened like 48 hours ago. It's uh, insane. Good thing the, the uh, Premier League is back. All football. Well, not all. All the leagues aren't back yet. Yeah. Syria hasn't started yet, but uh, who knows? There you go. It's going to be a good season. Should be. It was a great opening weekend. I think it was one of the best opening weekends in terms of, in 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 a way, setting storylines up. Like you know, like again, okay, last season we had great games. Like it was an insanely high-scoring opening weekend, but this time it felt more concrete in a way. Like it felt like teams were kind of setting up their identity early on. It was fun. I think. I really enjoyed this opening weekend. What did you think about it? It's always exciting when it comes back, and the Premier League kind of stood out because there were no draws. Yeah. There was not a single draw in the opening weekend of the uh, of the Premier League season, uh, so it was exciting. There's some, yeah, there was some good stuff going on across Europe. Obviously, everyone was curious how Barcelona would get on, and uh, they smashed Real Sociedad. Uh, the Bundesliga started off. Uh, probably the most interesting weekend that's ever going to going to happen in Bundesliga this weekend. But uh, there you go, it was good, and obviously the Europa Conference League qualifiers are tonight. So can't wait for that. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but yeah, <laughs> unreal. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's talk about the Premier League and our predictions. I think we can we can just start with our relegation teams for us nathan take take it away okay so just the bottom three yeah yeah start okay. with yeah let's start with that 20th predictable as anything norwich yeah <laughs> 19th semi-predictable after they move on to their 17th manager they're still going to go down it's watford yeah uh 18th place they've flirted with it for a while now things investments don't look like they've been that great um and it's time time for them to say goodbye it's brighton Ooh, really interesting i don't like this team this brighton team and they've not invested that well this summer i don't think so there we go they've lost they've lost ben white for whatever he was worth (laughs) apparently 50 million quid (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I think that I just think they're going to go down. I think Norwich, I like Norwich. It's it's a good club, uh, but they just don't have the depth there, and their best players was Buendia, arguably, and uh, he was snapped up pretty easy. And yeah, I know they've they've signed some like American striker and people like that, but I still I can't I can only see them going down again. I don't think this team is better than the last time they came up a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think I think even I can just say that I, I have them going down as well. 
And yeah, I think it was more, it was quite predictable that Buendia will leave. I think we kind of knew that all the big stars in that team, like they will leave. Like even Max Ahrens is, I don't think he's going to stay there for too long. And yeah, I think, I don't know, like that's what that club, that's kind of their seating. They're going to have good players and eventually they're going to be snapped up. And yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to do a lot more because Timu Pukki, as we kind of saw in you know a couple of seasons ago, he is not at the level of the Premier League, in my opinion. I think he has his runs, but eventually I don't think it, it works. Todd Cantwell is good, but it just doesn't feel enough, right? And they did get Billy Gilmore, who can help them, but... By how much, you know, like, yeah, I don't think it's good enough. And I think the Premier League this season feels quite balanced in a way. Like, you could see even the teams that, you know, might be fighting for relegation. I think there are really good teams in there. And I think, yeah, it's going to be close. But I think certain teams like maybe Watford, maybe Norwich, I think you can kind of say that I don't, yeah, I don't think they'll make it. So, yeah, I agree with the Norwich pick there. Yeah, with Watford, it's not so much that they don't have a good squad because they do have a decent squad. It's just it, we see it all the time with Watford that they tend trend tells you that they're going to implode more than once, and it will cost several managers their job. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and they'll try on the last gasp. They'll probably have a decent run towards the end of the season, but it'll be too little, too late. And a lot of that's based on just trends. As I said, they do have a decent squad. They've got a squad that's more than capable of staying up. It's just that yeah. history tells you with Watford that there's not going to be any stability there. Yeah, I agree. It sucks. I, I kind of feel like they might stay up, right? Because they, they have a decent squad, as you said. But I don't know. This one's tough for me because I have them just barely going down, right? I have them 18th. It's tough because, again, as we said, that they have a decent team, but I think there are so many good teams now, and I think other teams have kind of improved more. And yeah, that's why I'm going to go for uh, Watford to go down, but barely. Which one was the other team again? Uh, Brighton. Uh, Brighton. Brighton. Why would you have them going down? I don't have them going down. They've, they've flirted with relegation the last couple yeah. of seasons, but they've not necessarily been that great. They've not really improved the side a great deal i know they bought um have you say his name mwepu or whatever from salzburg for like 20 million quid they bought another goalkeeper and they got some some left winger from somewhere uh but i just think like they've not unless something happens in the last few days of the transfer windows they've not replaced ben white literally um mm. so and I know many would probably many Brighton fans would say, well, Lewis Dunk was actually our best centre half, which I would agree with. Uh, but yeah. still, you've got to actually replace people, and they've not done that. I don't think there's much depth in that squad either. Like, if Morpai, um isn't going to get the goals, where are they coming from? Like, there's not really anyone in that side to do that. I know they've got guys like Danny Welbeck, but Danny Welbeck's only fit half the season, if that most of the time so I think more than anything there's not enough goals in that side to stay up mm -hmm. yeah I see that to be fair yeah um, who I have going down might be surprising but 
it's Arsenal. <laughs> I was thinking it. Um, no, I'm going to go with Southampton. Um, they have a great manager. They have been... They, I mean, they had a great spell last season, uh, you know, early on, before it just crumbled and collapsed in a bitter, sad mess. But, yeah, they have... I don't think they've signed players to... As you said, they haven't replaced the people that they've lost. They lost Danny Ings, they lost Westergaard. And, yeah, I just don't think they've replaced them. And eventually that's very important. And as good as uh, Hassan Hutl has been for them... I think even that, there were moments where he was staying on, you know, like uh, there were some terrible games that they had, you know, where they lost, where they got humiliated. But he kind of, you know, got the team through the rough waters and they did all right, you know, even if you go back two seasons. But eventually you kind of just think that it's not going to last too long, you know. And I feel for them because... <laughs> they just lost so many players, right? And yeah, I just don't think I just don't think they'll survive. Yeah, it depends how if they signed um, Armstrong. Yeah, they signed Adam Armstrong, who's a top. He's, he's a top striker in the Championship. He finally gets his chance in the Premier League, uh, much to the chagrin of Newcastle fans who yeah. watch him score on the opening day of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and they got a couple guys from Chelsea. Like they brought Theo Walcott in that had some good experience. Yeah, that's true. So I think with Southampton, as always, it's not really... It's about how their prospects get on because they're a club that is rich in the history of using the academy. Yeah. So it's kind of who's going to step in and make... Uh, and kind of make the moves. What they can't do now is what's been rumoured all window is that James Ward-Prowse, people are on the prowl for him, they can't really let him go as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to have to hang on to him, which I think they probably will do unless a stupid offer comes in. But yeah, they might be a player. They might be a player or two light. You might be right, but we shall see. They've trusted Hasselhutl, like far beyond where most Premier League clubs, or most clubs in general, would have backed a manager given the, as you say, the embarrassing results they've had 9 0. We beat them last season. The season before, he lost 9-0 to Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. So he's trying to build something. But, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens this weekend because we, we are away at St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. So 10-0? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> could be. Could be the way United played uh, last weekend. But, yeah, I think I don't think Southampton have enough star power up there. I mean, is Che Adams going to have a belt of a season? Is uh, Ward Prowse going to have such an impact that the team stays up? Maybe. I mean, we have seen them be great. But, yeah, they've lost too much and not replaced enough. So, the logic you applied for Brighton, I have applied for Southampton. And yeah. I, know, I yeah. think Southampton have had a better window. Like, the signings they've made have been shrewd. Like Adam Armstrong has been a top-class championship striker for a while now. Like Yeah. Uh, is he going to get the goals, though, in the Premier League? Well, he certainly started off well, uh, although Southampton did end up losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we us see. It's an interesting. Southampton aren't even near the relegation zone in my table. Mm, you have them... <laughs> what, top four? Top four, but... yeah. <laughs> Where should, okay. go? should I go 17th to... 10th? To 10th, yeah, because it stops being interesting after a bit. 17th, 
another club that hasn't really replaced much, although there's rumours going around of Cornet from Lyon joining them, but I can't ever, ever predict Sean Dyche to go down, so I've gone Burnley mm. <laughs> at 17th. 16th, somewhat of a surprise package, I, I guess, in a way, but it's, it is Brentford uh, staying up. 15th, right where they belong, it's Newcastle. Uh, 14th, uh, Patrick Vieira's Crystal Palace. Whether he'll still be in charge or not is a different question. Yeah. Uh, 13th is where I put Southampton. Uh, wow. 12th is uh, Leeds. Leeds, 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 Leeds. And uh, 11th is Wolves. And did anyone want to guess who's 10th? Anyone want to take a little stab in the dark? I have, I have them 10th as well. If, you, yep. if, if I... Yeah. It's Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Family where they belong. Yeah. My word, they looked shit against Ben. They are really shit. Yeah, they are terrible. It's okay though because they signed Martin Odegaard. Yeah. Odegaard is, is a good player and then they're going to get uh, Aubameyang back, like Zeb back. But here's, okay, we're going to discuss Arsenal, right? Sure. I yeah. Let's, make let's fun just, of Arsenal for a bit. Yeah, because here's here's my problem with Arsenal, right? I, I, out of my encyclopedia of problems with Arsenal, I'm gonna pick this one. I think their players almost feel like they become one with the club in the most negative way, right? Since Ferguson has left, I, you know what? Go back to the time in the uh, Ferguson. I said Wenger. Even the final few years of Wenger, right? You had the fan reaction, which was terrible. Wenger out was trending almost every week. And it just felt so toxic. And I think the club really hasn't recovered from the toxicity of the top brass, from the owners to the relationship between you know, the club, the manager, and the players. It's been so irreparable. And then you take into account... Um, what was his name? Uh, was it Raul Sandahi? Who was? Uh, it was all. It was all kind of shady, and now they have Edu. Oh, that just, chief exec that they had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the weird guy. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone was kind of praising him for getting those signings off, and then you found out it's, it's all kind of mad. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't like the fact that every player who joins Arsenal somehow turns into a really comical version of themselves. And maybe it's Arsenal, maybe it's us kind of pointing out the fact that, you know, that they look funny and they just look kind of crap. But it can't be, right? I mean, when you're watching Lacazette, who you've seen be great at one point, look never even close to that in Arsenal. Never. Apart from maybe the opening game. (laughs) But he's never looked good. Aubameyang, there was a time when he looked good in Arsenal, that did really quick. I, I mean, could be him just losing his speed and acceleration, and that's where his game kind of came from. And Pepe has has had a few runs of good games, but he hasn't looked consistent enough. Odegaard, maybe I don't know what he does. You know, Sabias has now left, much to your chagrin. Oh, but oh no, but <laughs> bad decision, Arsenal. You should have kept him. Should have. I like him. I, I'll stick to that. But then you have the captain, what, right? When was the last time you watched him play? I mean, not too long ago. He was playing that season. 
Last season was months ago. I mean, yes. What do you mean? <laughs> when else am I going to watch him at his home? Well, he's not going to but... make it to the Real Madrid team, is he? No, he's not. No. Yeah, but yeah, maybe he was good enough for Arsenal. And well, that's the. I think that's what you've just you've just made the ultimate point about Arsenal, which yeah. is oh, well, this player is good enough for them, and that's the only players that they've they've really been signing. Like Martin Odegaard, the, he he has the world at his feet. He's still so young. He had yeah. a lot of hype about him when he was like fifteen or something ridiculous. Um, but he can't. He's not getting anywhere near the Real Madrid side. Zidane didn't fancy him. Ancelotti also doesn't fancy him. So maybe he'll turn out to be this incredible world class player that we were all promised. He never a got a run. At, he never got a run at Real Madrid, which is which is what I find kind of surprising. He was always loaned out. Yeah. And he never got a run there. It's kind but of odd to me. But what does that tell you about him? Yeah. True. Like you got to you got to look. Sometimes you got to look at that and you say, "Oh, it's so unfair." But only if then the player turns up at this club and sets the world on fire. But as someone said, I saw someone tweet this the other day. I can't remember who. When was the last time Arsenal improved a player? Jesus Christ! That, that just made it, my mind just went blank. <laughs> like I just saw, like in my mind, I could just run back the replays of Granit Xhaka just losing the ball like ten times. Van Persie. Jesus Christ, fam. That was, that was way too... Alexis? A long time ago. Alexis? I don't know. He was good at Barcelona. He was decent at Arsenal for a bit. And then it fell off a cliff. It, it didn't fall off a cliff at His Arsenal. last season was awful. Yeah, but, but again, that was when he was basically signed off on the final day. And they said, no, you can't leave because, because Arsenal were really... They fucked themselves. They wanted to get... Lamar, and then I don't know what happened there, but they basically wanted Lamar to replace Sanchez, and then they said no to Sanchez and no to Lamar. Well, let's say and, okay, so Alexis Sanchez will say it was the last time they signed a player and actually improved them. Yeah, that was a while ago now, and that's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and some people will be screaming, "Oh, Smith Rowe!" and it's like, well, we know we don't really know enough about Smith Rowe. Yeah, like to say that's true, and people who shout at other people. They'll say like, "Oh, well, Kieran Tierney, we're improving." I think Kieran Tierney improves despite Arsenal. Maybe you could improve more in other teams. And I think that's the point. Like, and hopefully Ben White uh, turns out to be a top class centre half for England. I do hope that. But that opening game, like, it's one game, so it's harsh to base the guy on his debut, but. God, he was millimetres away from being Jonathan Woodgate, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, just... I don't know what I mean by that, because it's a long time ago. Look up Jonathan Woodgate's debut for Real Madrid. Uh, but yeah, I think he, he... Yeah, he didn't look great in his Premier League debut, to be fair. And... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happens with Arsenal. Perhaps they put... Again, you can say that they don't have... Uh, European football, they can focus on the Premier League to attain, what, top six? They're not going to get top six. There are 100% eight clubs, even maybe nine clubs better than them. So Yeah, um, look, we could then, there's a lot of talent in that side. We could turn out to be completely wrong and Arsenal could make top six and make a push. Cause they've got, it looks like they've got the talent to do it in the squad. It's, and it's never really been about the talent. It's just that they don't seem to apply themselves. Arsenal yeah. ever like there's there's no backbone as we've 
everyone's been saying it for years and years, pretty much since Patrick Vieira left. There's no leaders in this side. I know Granite Xhaka, people say he's a leader, but he's, he clearly he's not. Like he's not he's not a captain. He doesn't come across like one. I know he's not even really technically the captain. It's supposed to be Bamiyang now, isn't it? I think yeah. Bamiyang doesn't seem to have that captain's quality about him either at this club. So let me ask you this, right? Quite simply, like, what do you expect from Arsenal? Like every season, ten before. The, yeah, but I mean, we are objective enough to say that yes, they're gonna get ten. But then you watch Arsenal fans, right? I think I sent you a video today and we saw them saying that, you know, you don't count us out. Count you out of what? What do you really expect from Arsenal Football Club at this moment, right? I think so much of it is living, is them and other people because Arsenal is a huge name. It's a, one of the biggest clubs in in Europe. That's, uh, that's it's not, been years. That's not disputable. Like, that's, but it's been years. Like, but that's the thing is that they don't, they don't progress. They don't do anything. If anything, they've yes. regressed. Yes. And some of that is down to the way the club's been run. Some of that is down to just absolutely poor transfer policy. Yeah. And and then hanging on to players well past their kind of use by date. And just some of the decision making. And some of it, I think, comes down to so often Arsenal seem to sign one player and think that's sorted everything. We saw mm-hmm. it when they signed Mesut Ozil. When they then signed, then that didn't really pan out too well. So then they signed Alexis Sanchez, and everyone was like, "Well, this is it." And you it can't... was to be fair, they were really good under, for sure. Yeah, but they didn't do anything. They won a couple of FA Cups. Like, that's again. It depends what what do you judge? What do you expect from Arsenal? Like that's they haven't won the league. Everyone they rattle on about the Invincibles. Which was coming, which would be ten years ago, uh, next season, and that was the last time they won the league. They've n- they've won European Cup in their history, which is some nothing European trophy that doesn't exist anymore. And and the, the yes, Wenger would win a lot of FA Cups, but yeah, I just think I think that's what you kind of expect from Arsenal, though. It's just kind of nothing. Yeah. They're kind of just like this annoying club that will sometimes beat you because they do have decent players, but they'll put in about three or four top-class performances a season. And the rest of the time, it's just drama. And and I think that's what's kind of sapping this club, you know, of anything valuable. It's all drama. It's all this mess. It's all everyone kind of praying that they kind of suck so that they get their weekly laugh, right? I think ultimately, as well, one thing, yeah, sometimes people say, oh, yeah, we'd rather not, as you just said, oh, well, maybe they can focus on the league because they don't have European football. A club like Arsenal not having European football is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> like, no, I know people make fun of the Europa League and stuff, and my club has spent quite a few seasons in it recently, but you, at least you're in a European competition, and you should be going out there and winning it. Like, I think it's embarrassing that we didn't win the Europa League last season. It's still a European trophy. And yet, the, Euro- the European Conference League, it's got a terrible name and stuff like that. But if Spurs win it, they've won a European trophy. Yeah. Then yet you can say, oh, well, look at the clubs that are in it and blah, 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 blah. 
whatever. At least they're in it. You and there's still decent clubs there. And there's still <laughs> decent clubs in your in Europa League. I think, I think it's decent. It's well, Roma, it, it may have, Jose and yeah. Roma are in there. You got a ready-made yeah. storyline for you if <laughs> if they get drawn together. But I do think that's the ultimate embarrassment for Arsenal at the minute. Is you can say, oh no, we can focus now that we're not in European football. We can just focus on the league. Why would you want to limit your options? Because you're terrible in both. What are you going to win? You've actually you've got less opportunities to win things. Yeah. Which and you you're attracting you're not going to be able to attract top class players. I know people say, oh, Martin Odegaard came from Real Madrid. So does Sabios. So come on, guys. Sabios is good. He's not. He's terrible. (laughs) I like him. I don't know. I think, but you don't expect anything really from Arsenal anymore uh, uh, yeah and hopefully that changes because yeah the premier league would be better off having another strong side rich in history um, and playing their best but right now they're getting sapped if, really if, down low yeah if i'm being a bit hopeful i think ben white will be decent he had a terrible first game in the premier league i think he'll be decent for them and I just don't think it's enough because even he is a good good player, but like they've got Tierney, who's looks like a absolutely stunningly great left back. They might have Ben White, might come good. It's their midfield. I mean, Thomas Partey has not been great, and he. I, I get, I get what his role is, right? But he's not playing his role well. I think he's supposed to be in those passing lanes. He's supposed to get the ball constantly. He's supposed to get the attack going first off there is no attack in that team it's so drab there's no one making uh, there was no there's no one making those urgent plays that shows that this team wants to go out and score goals it seems so not creative it seems so unimaginative and i think that really sucks for that back line because they're the ones who are under constant pressure and then the midfield, you have Granit Xhaka, who really is not reliable. I think he's an absolute liability in that midfield. And Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, and then you have Martin Odegaard, who's, who needs to find himself as a player. And I don't know who he looks up to, right? He's been kind of shipped around a bit. And we all know he's talented. But again, he needs someone to link up with him. You know, I, he needs someone to partner with him. Because he will find the spaces between the lines. And if they have no one who's willing to get in those spaces, and there's no one showing the urgency to win, then I don't think he's going to develop either. And that's what I mean by Arsenal, that all these players, they kind of get sucked into the idea of Arsenal, which is we just exist as this name. And we really don't think we can win a lot. And when that's your mentality and you have certain players who are talented who can just get some wins but can't string enough because the team really doesn't play as a team that really wants to win, I think that's where your trouble is. And I think Odegaard, for his sake, hopefully he turns the team. Because, okay, let's not forget, Alexis Sanchez turned Arsenal around, right? He wasn't a product of how good Arsenal are as a team. He was the one who made Arsenal better. Do we think uh, uh, Odegaard can do that? I don't know yet. I think he needs someone who has the end product. I don't, and I don't think the team 
I, I know it's a stupid thing to say because they have Aubameyang. And in, on an ideal day and, or in an ideal world, those two form this beautiful partnership. And then you have Smith Rowe who you know, can find those spaces as well. On an ideal plane, they work fluidly well. But I don't think that's all. I think just because it's Arsenal, I don't believe it. I don't have enough belief in it working out. It very well could. They very well could make Europe, right? But I just don't see it because I don't think the image of the club or the aura of the club supports anything positive happening in that team. Yeah, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. And I know for the first game, people were saying, well, well they didn't have Lacazette, they didn't have Yang." It wasn't really a full strength Arsenal. Um, of course, Thomas Partey wasn't available, and uh, I know or was he? Did he play? Who? No, I think Partey was injured. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, he didn't play. So, um, and that's I think that's kind of you can argue that, but then you can flip it the other way and say, well, why are you so fragile? Mm-hmm. It's the first game of the season, and we'll get there when we talk about Spurs and Harry Kane in a bit. But like, why aren't your players available? Right. And where's your depth? Like you got you got two players missing, and you having to put out a team like that. Like it's not good enough. But but that's Arsenal. That's for a different podcast. Who's your seventeenth to tenth? We know tenth. What about the rest? All right, that's. I'm gonna give my list now. It it's not that flashy, right? I have I have Newcastle seventeenth. I have Burnley. 16th I have Brighton 15th I have Palace 14th I now have Brentford 13th and that might be surprising but that first performance really buoyed my hopes of the team they look great and could this be a Sheffield United first season maybe I don't I don't I'll be honest I I am speaking from what I saw in that first game. I haven't seen much of them in the championship. And they looked solid. They looked hungry. And they really went for it. And they, they play good football. And and I think that's something that will frustrate many teams. I think they'll be that plucky side that will get quite a few wins against teams that find it hard to get an attack going. Like Arsenal couldn't get anything going on attack that day. And... There'd be many teams that, you know, can't get themselves going. Maybe teams like Burnley, teams like Wolves, teams like Southampton, when they can't get their attack going, I think that's when teams like Brentford especially, they'll they'll flourish in those games. So that's why I think I have them 13th. And uh, I have Wolves 12th. And I have Leeds 11th. And I have Arsenal 10th. There we go. And I think with with Brentford, for those that don't know, they they've been their manager Thomas Frank came in in oh god my memory twenty eighteen I think, and they went on a terrible run when he first came in because he was trying to get them to play this style of football that he plays now, which is incredibly cavalier. Yeah. It's all about leaving everything on the pitch and just running and running and pressing and attacking and it and attack is very much the first form of defence under Thomas Frank but they backed him they liked the style that he was going for and look they've been rewarded with that with backing someone and they've got some really really good players I really liked Norgard the other day 
I thought he was mm-hmm. great. Uh, mm-hmm. Ivan Tony, I think we've spoken about on this podcast before, but yes. he set the record for goal scored in the championship season last season. Uh, he's going to be one to watch. And yeah, they got some they got some quality in there, so uh, it's going to be a fun season. If if nothing else for Brentford, and hopefully things go right for them, because I really like the way they play as well. Yeah, I agree. Right, where, where to next? Do you want me to go ninth to then ninth and include fifth, and then we'll do top four? Yeah, go okay. for it. Ninth, Rafa Benitez is Everton. For those that forgot that that's a thing now. Yep. <laughs> uh, eighth is Aston Villa. Ooh. Uh, seventh, Spurs. Wow. I know, I know. Sixth, West Ham. Right. Fifth, once again, exactly where they belong, Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. a real toss-up when you get to this top this kind of half of the the table i'm not including arsenal in that <laughs> because you've got some top quality sides i don't really understand everton's transfer business so far but they from everything i saw the other day when they played southampton they did play pretty well uh i i also expect given actually how rich they are i do expect them to make some late moves in this window to get some more quality into the side uh, a little bit as well. I really like Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I do think Andros Townsend is a good player, although it seems like a good move, uh, a weird move, sorry. Yeah. To have suddenly made, but it was a, it was free. He's a Premier League out-and-out out winger. We all know Rafa Benitez loves wingers, uh, and he loves playing proper proper wingers, not attacking mids pushed out to the wing. So maybe that's what a move came for. Damari Gray. There's very cheap. It was like two and a half million euros or something. He's supposedly going to be this top class player. And don't we didn't see it at Leicester? Apparently, we didn't really see it at Leverkusen, <laughs> given that he got shipped out quick enough. Yeah. Uh, but he did start, and he looked he looked all right. So, mm-hmm. and the James Rodriguez thing is weird. Um, yeah. I don't really know what's going on there. So maybe it will depend on that. He wants to leave. To be fair, so. Yeah, Villa have made some good moves, but I think eighth is probably. There's just. It's not really about the quality. At some point, you just got to say, well, there's just seven better teams. Like, it's not really. It's not a slight at Aston Villa at all. They could upset, uh, like, the, the regime and make a push further up the table, but I, I, I don't really see it. Um, I think that's just their ceiling at the minute, uh, is probably eighth. Now. Getting on to Spurs, it really depends what happens with Harry Kane. Uh, it's looking a little bit late in the day for him to actually leave now, given the window at time recording shuts in 12 days. Mm-hmm. So it really depends what City do. And that will come in when we get to my City position in a bit. I just think that's the squad's ceiling. I don't see a top four push. I don't really think there's enough quality in there, unless Nuno can kind of pull off a madness a little bit I think he needs time he needs to be backed he needs a couple of good transfer windows to get his team together they need to ship out some of the deadwood which they've started doing uh, this season with like people like Toby moving on uh, but I think there's a little bit more in that squad there's just not enough top four quality for me outside of a few like Harry Kane like Song uh, like guys like Ndombele when he's on his day 
and people like Lucas are, are good, but it's the rest of the side for me. But Christian Romero is a top quality signing, so this could end up being completely wrong. But that's why we do this, so we can embarrass ourselves. Indeed. West Ham, they're just great. I like West Ham. I don't really have a lot of points. They've not even made really any moves in this transfer window. I think they're a top side and they're going to kind of upset some people. I do expect them to at least make a signing or two before the end of the window. Maybe maybe getting Jesse Lingard back or something like that. I wish they'd gotten him. They never got him. They could do. It's still late in the day. Apparently he's still... All the rumour mill this morning was that Everton have made an approach and asked about him. So I think he will be allowed to leave if the right offer comes in. I think that's a great replacement for James Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. He's better than James Rodriguez. Ooh. The only thing Jesse Lingard didn't do was score a great goal at one World Cup. <laughs> Just as far as I could tell, is James Rodriguez's entire career. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah. Come on. <laughs> He's a good player. I like him. Leicester, just perennial fifth, really. <laughs> I just, I just don't, still don't think there's enough in that squad to make top four to upset the other four, who are, who are very obvious, and it's just what order I've put them in. But uh, I just don't think there's enough there to upset any of them. Mm-hmm. It, they've improved the squad with their signings, but I just don't think it's going to be quite enough. Fair, makes sense. Oh, my dog disagrees. He does. He does. And and his opinion does matter. Yes. He's black and white, so he's just a Newcastle fan. He's upset. I mean, they might get relegated, so I, I understand. Don't say that. He's going to get more upset. He was literally just asleep, so I think he just suddenly woke up and got angry about it. Yeah. I mean, I do get angry when I wake up, too. Uh, all right. Let's hear it. Ninth, ninth up to fourth. Ninth up to fourth. At the ninth spot, I have Everton as well. Ooh. I like the team. <laughs> Who's eighth? Uh, eighth is Leicester. I have. Oh. I think they'll Huge. just drop off. I think they'll drop off. I think. I and it's mainly because I think the other teams are better. Uh, seventh, I do have Aston Villa. Nice. Sixth, I have West Ham. Nice. Fifth, I have Spurs. Oh, you're getting sucked. You're getting sucked in. <laughs> I am. I, I really am. I really like Nuno. And I okay, I don't know. I I understand why everyone would completely disagree with me. And you know what? I would disagree with me because it's so late on in the window. But if Harry Kane left a month ago, I think it might have been better off for Spurs. Because I don't think he really wants to be there as much, right? Because, and again, this could be, I, I understand this may be a bit of psychoanalysis and stuff. I, you know, we, we don't know what these players are thinking and going through. But I don't think he really wants to be there much. You know, maybe he wants to look for the next move. Could it be City? Could he, because I ultimately he does want to win things. And if he thinks that's their best bet, then maybe he is tempted and maybe he's still contemplating that move. And yes, it's complicated with them already spending so much on Grealish. And then you have Daniel Levy kind of running uh, the proceedings from the Spurs side. I don't think that move's going to happen. But if it did, if it, if it did, 
I don't think the Spurs, it, 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 they need to sign replacements. Uh, or like players who could, you know, or maybe just divide the money better than they did with the Gareth Bale money because that was horrible. But, <laughs> my, I mean, I don't trust them with, you know, distribution of uh, funds. But if they, I, I, I don't think he should leave now because it'd be too late for them to sign any good replacements. But the way Son played against uh, City, he looked like he was ready to take ownership of that team. And I think I really appreciated that. That if Harry Kane leaves, if he's here, if he's not here, I'm willing to be the star of this team. I'm willing to be the main guy. I'm the one who signed the extension. And if need be, I'm the one who's going to run the ship. And I really appreciate that. And then you have Tanganga, who has such a brilliant game. He looks so energetic in that team. Then you have Hoibie, who's so good. And... Lucas Mora, he can't finish much uh, consistently, but he he's always a threat in that team. I like this team. I really like the Spurs team, and especially I like the man leading them, that is Nuno. I, I don't understand why people are kind of disrespecting Nuno. People are saying that because of him, they're going to fall down to like 8th or like ninth. I don't see it. I really don't. I think he's really good in that team. He's he, it's it's the kind of project that will work for him. He, I don't think he needs to have you know a Manchester City esque team. He has a core group of players who he can build around. And if Tanganga turns up, I think Tanganga might be the piece. You know, they need someone in the back line to shore things up. And if he turns into a reliable player, because he was so good in that game, he has so much energy. Maybe they could pull off that fifth, you know, and I think that's what I think. I wouldn't Especially... be surprised if they did. I think yeah. my only point was I like this team. I really like Nuno, as you yeah. know as well. Um, I've talked him up a lot. I just don't think, in my opinion, the squad's just not ready yet. It's not really Nuno's team yet, although he's had a couple of decent additions. There's still a lot of players that I don't necessarily think should still be there, and. Like, if they're going to go into the season, I know they were awesome against City, but with Davinson Sanchez and Eric Dyer as the starting centre-halves, that just doesn't f- fill me, and I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but that just doesn't fill me with a lot of hope for a top five, top four. But I might be completely wrong. Tanganga has always been good. I think he Jose started introducing him into the side a little bit, but then he got injured. And yeah, he, but to be he fair, looked he, an upgrade to Serge Aurier. He did, but... <laughs> So sorry, a poor guy. I like him. You 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 don't rate him as much. And I said before, he's such a bizarre player because he's in the right positions all the time. Yeah, but he just cannot tackle. So he always gives away those fouls, those free kicks on the edge of the area. And going forward, he's unquestionably good defensively, positionally. He's good, but he just cannot tackle. Yeah, he's too hot headed. Might be. I agree. But they also have Christian Romero, who we don't know how good he can be. By all accounts, he looks decent from Atlanta, but, you know, yeah. we don't, that could yeah. be good. Yeah, maybe I'll end up being wrong, but I, I, I think 7th would be pretty would be pretty alright, especially if it's not like a massive gap to 6th and 5th. Like, I'm presuming this top, these 9 to 5th is probably going to be really congested. Uh, but anyway, on to the top 4. We both have the same four teams left. 
Should we? Should we do? I'll do my fourth. You do yours, and we keep going like that. Yeah, sure. Fourth, Liverpool. Same, Liverpool. Yeah. Depth is a, an issue, and I don't. I don't really know what it is. I just feel like they. They've not made. They might end up. Obviously, we're doing these predictions pod before, with twelve days left in the transfer window. So we mm. we obviously invite the chance to come back to it and kind of look when we see what the squads actually look like. Uh, but as it stands, I just think the three above have added quality. I don't think. Well, City probably not, but they've got more quality to begin with. Uh, they've added some top players like United obviously have made their signs we'll talk about in a minute Chelsea have done wonders with their additions as well as the players they've then got rid of mm-hmm. as well and I think Liverpool at the minute despite signing Canate are looking a little bit short for the season coming up so that's what I put them forth makes sense makes sense yeah I have them forth as well uh, they look good uh, in the opening game, I can't fall too much. I again, it's the same problem I've had with their attack for the last season or two. Mo Salah, as good as he is, is too much of a focal point of that thing. Uh, it doesn't feel balanced. It feels quite one-sided, uh, and I think Sadio Mane hasn't been great. And again, if he finds his form, if he gets that you know that role of being someone who gets the ball enough then maybe he turns out to be you know as they they turn out to be as good as we've ever seen them but yeah i just don't i, I don't see it i just don't see it and shimikas was okay in his first game can't fault much and yeah i like them uh, they they're a good team who feel like they'll be fought I mean, I, I don't have much to add because we've seen them be great. We've seen them be, you know, poor. But, yeah. If, again, there are few injuries away from, you know, being back in, in that uh, tough situation. But I think the other teams have improved just a bit more. And that's yeah. why I, I rate them more. I think than, Virgil van Dijk back is, is going to be massive for them. So, for sure. again, as we've, so people stop getting angry at us, this will probably end up being massively wrong. Yeah, but maybe. that's all we can say in a minute. Third, it's a huge shout. It's Manchester City. Same. <laughs> As it stands, uh, with no striker. Now, if they sign Harry yeah. Kane, we will obviously come back and revisit this because that changes things. Yeah, then they're, then they're first. Or if, any if they top get Harry Kane striker. First. Yeah. yeah. But whilst they try and bed Grealish in, that's going to take time. Uh, whilst they try, apparently Bernardo Silva is up on the transfer list and they're trying to ship him out, but they've not been able to do that. The no striker thing worked wonders last season. I can't see it working again. Like to that extent, I think teams would have worked it out. Uh, they know what to expect, and there's just not really enough in that side. I think because the two that are above have improved so much to make that push. If they sign Harry Kane, it completely changes things. But yeah. as, as it stands, for, in my opinion, I just can't see them repeating it. Because I think it's going to turn out to be too easy to play against. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Who knows? Again, might be completely wrong. 
but I just can't see it working twice. I think the two more, there are three components to this team that I want to talk about. One is Jack Grealish, of course. He'll take time to, you know, assimilate with the team. But him and Raheem Sterling, they, I'm not going to say they're similar in the way they play, but I'm going to say that both of them are treated in a similar way by their opposition. I think you'll find similarities there. And, I mean, we saw in that game that those those two players were fouled constantly. And I think that might put their team in a bit of a lull, right? I don't think they'll be able to string those fluid movements together as they were able to with a striker. And as I've said, for Raheem Sterling to work in this team, he needs a striker who can create those spaces for him. And I think he, they don't have it yet. And it sucks because as good of a player Raheem Sterling is, when you have him get the ball and have him try and create those chances, it's not going to work as well as it did before. And that's really tough for them. Maybe it could be Grealish taking those responsibilities of creating, but then you have De Bruyne. I think you need someone on there who can create the spaces for uh, Sterling through his movement rather than the passes that they play. And there is no real threat up there with Sterling. And I think that will be an issue. And then in the midfield, you also have the holding midfield spots. Because yes, they have Rodri, who was great last season. You have Ruben Diaz, John Stones. You th- I don't know how balanced this team is going to be. I think they'll leave gaps in the back and they'll fall into certain lulls and... When their attack doesn't work, I think those are the games that they'll lose. When last season, you would not see that happen as much because their backline was so impressive. And time after time, they were able to get those results and those goals when, when they were needed. And perhaps this season, it's not going to work out because they really haven't made the change that unlocks both Grealish and uh, Sterling. And I think that signing was Kane. If they can get that through, then I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to win the league and the Champions League. But they haven't signed him yet. And that spot is still gaping wide. So, yeah, I'm going to say that they're going to be third as well. Which is surprising that we both had champions be third. But, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just that lack of striker because the two clubs above uh, have improved on what they've got already. And they've targeted those problem areas and made world-class additions uh but second place of course for me i'm putting chelsky right i think although lukaku is an outstanding signing and an improvement on what the absolute outlay that they made last summer on a big waste of time in timo Werner, uh if they can get that creativity there they're going to cause some absolute damage and they could very very easily walk this league uh but bias in full effect I am going to back I am going to back Man United I'm going to back Oli I think we've got the depth we've got the attack lined up Mason Greenwood is showed in the first game that he can play through the middle so Cavani who obviously is a little bit older isn't going to be able to play every game we've shown we've got the depth there we started without so many key players against Leeds and we just battered them off the park and it's not so much about the quality that United have, it's just the way that the team gels. 
there seems there's a spirit about this squad and with the signing of Varane as well to probably slot against Harry Maguire I think that just puts for, for me and it's full of bias it puts me half a step ahead of Chelsea also Chelsea will be due a manager blow up so he'll probably get sacked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. yeah I don't know I, the top two is something I've been flipping over for the past couple hours I don't know which one to go for right because my mind says Chelsea are going to win they have already won the Champions League that's going to give them the winning mentality Lukaku such a beautiful player and as I said in the earlier podcast that we did him Havertz and Timo Werner could work together in a way you know I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. Which one to go for? Just go. Just understand that last time Chelsea won the Champions League, they sat their manager like four games later. Yeah, they did. But the last time we won the Champions League, we then won the league, but we didn't win the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... a, it's a. To- it's a it is a toy. To take the bias out of it, it's a coin toss. Yeah. For me, on paper, obviously this is purely being done on paper and based yeah, on of one course. week's results. Yeah. So we will revisit this, but ultimately, I, I've just got to back United. You know what? I'm going to do that too because I yes. said, you know, I said like a, a week, ago, a month ago, if you remember, I said that they will win the league because the team is okay. I wrote an article on this, so I've done my research in a way. And here's the thing: this team. Every team has an identity, and that's very important when you have to go and win something. When you saw Liverpool, uh, year after year, they had, you know, they were knocking on the door maybe for the last, you know, season or so before they actually went on to win. And you know that that day when they lost in the final game day uh, to City, it kind of builds a certain medal to the team, and you need that, especially when you need to grind results out, right? And we saw last season with Chelsea having a fancy team where you spend tons of money isn't always a guaranteed recipe for success. You need a team to mentally be prepared to take on, you know, opposition that's, that, that, that are going to sit back, that are going to let you push on and, and on nights where you can't break them down. It's not going to work out all the time, right? And I think United have been through enough setbacks as a club and you know in players individually themselves you saw David De Gea be you know shunned away you know in the last season or so when they were just saying that well he's a has-been now when he was at one point one of the best Manchester United players you know on the pitch you have players like Harry Maguire who gets you know you know laughed at every time he plays because of his price tag Pogba we've seen him you know, be lambasted for for God knows what reason, because ultimately he was played out of position under Mourinho, and I don't think he ever recovered. And there was a time where he was kind of treated as a commodity in a way, where, again, you have an agent like Mino Raiola. It's, not, it's, it's very easy to see yourself as this, you know, price tag, you, you know, you have a valuation. But ultimately, you are a player who's part of a system, and that's when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer does incredibly well and makes you feel like 
this is a team and we're, we're all working towards winning something. And it feels like natural progression that, yes, they still haven't won anything, right? They still don't have that, um, what do you say? Maybe they don't have what it takes to go through to the final, uh, you know, that final line, the finish line. But I don't know. I just see it. I just see Manchester United having enough to pull off the win. Yes, in terms of squad, they may not have the best squad because on paper, I think you can put them third. I think City and Chelsea are perhaps better than them. But I don't know. I just see this team working well together. They have Jaden Sancho now who really has to get going still. I mean, in the first game, he played off the bench, so he hasn't gotten any playing time yet. Yeah, he'd only but, trained for... Uh, for four days before that match. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so because he was, when he first came in, he was sick. So we had to sit out for a little bit. Fair. And then Varane was announced on the opening game week. So these players will, again, you can say that they need time to assimilate with the team as well. And maybe this could be uh, Chelsea's time to win because they have had a core group and they've made one or two signings, that, you know, or maybe one big signing that's going to improve them massively. I don't know. I think it's still going to be Manchester United because I, I like the team. I like the team. I like the manager. I like the players. And I'm rooting for them. So I'm going to say Chelsea second, Manchester United first. Yeah. So I somehow... With the, I think with the United thing as well, it's about the people you sign. Like Chelsea have done the same thing with Lukaku. They needed a striker, so they went out and found somebody who's now a winner because he's won Syria. He's been at the club before. So it shouldn't he Lukaku you would have thought shouldn't need too much of a betting in period because some people that he played with are still there, and uh, he knows the players. And then I think with United, what Oli has done as well is signed winners because you say that mentality was lacking because these players, although we have won things like Rashford and that have won the Europa League and FA Cups and League Cups and blah blah blah, but he's gone out and signed Sancho who just won the German Cup with Dortmund. And then he signed a World Cup winner, a Champions League winner in Varane to play at the back as well. So I think that's the other thing as well, is adding the right mentality, which I think both clubs have done well. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's funny that two years in a row that we have done these prediction podcasts, our top four is completely the same. It matches. So that's go. all it. Yep, and both will be completely wrong. I mean, we pre we predicted the winner last season, so perhaps you know, foreshadowing. Oh, maybe, maybe. Right, let's rattle maybe. through these other waste of time leagues. Hey, <laughs> hey. No, let let's save let's save the Bundesliga because guys, either Rahul is going to cow it out of stuff that he said to me privately, <laughs> or he's going to talk some absolute nonsense. So uh, which one so is more appealing to you guys? <laughs> so boring one out of the way, France, PSG. Uh, Marseille. No, I'm going to say PSG. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Syria, I've gone Juve. I think the signing of Locatelli. Yeah. Pretty much, uh, I think, Inter. As well, there's a, if anyone subscribes to The Athletic, there was a really interesting piece on Inter Milan the other day and just what an absolute mess they're in. Yep. yep. As well, which is why they've had to ship out so many Lukaku. players 
and so many other players. Yeah, um, Ashley Young as well left, so I think that means that Very they're going to just plummet now. Very yeah. much. Uh, La Liga. There's a, oh, there's a strange thing. La Liga could is one that could go anyway because Sevilla, Villarreal, go on, make the, make, go, go off, go off on the limb, go on. No, I've gone, um, I've gone for Atleti to retain. Yeah. I think the Barca squad, the Barca squad on paper, we've talked about Barcelona off pitch to death. So go back and listen to those podcasts if you want to hear us talk about that. But massive depth issue uh, simply because they can't afford to have players. Um, the Madrid squad is pretty much, you add Alaba to the same squad they've had for the last three years. And it's pretty much exactly the same. Uh, I mean, Gareth Bale's back. And I just don't think that there'll be enough there. So I think by default, Atletico Madrid will probably win it. Yep, I agree. Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna you know we have agreed way too much. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> go against you. Right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Real Madrid are gonna win. Okay. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Why you I said don't that. even really believe that. I don't. I really don't. I, I want to see Atletico Madrid. They but, might win if they don't really get any injuries. They'll be fine. But if they lose Modric, who who is still playing unbelievably well, if you saw him playing at the Euros, it just looked like he was twenty eight rather than thirty six or however old he is. Yeah. Uh, but he's so unbelievably key because defensively they are. Although Alaba is a top class Alaba. player, you know I'm gonna, yeah I'm going to support them because of Alaba. I'm, I'm going to say they're going to win because they have David Alaba. There you go. Okay. So Bundesliga Dav- now. <laughs> David Alaba and Nacho Fernandez is just starting centre halves. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't want to go with this. But... <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, the Bundesliga now. Common sense prevails here on one side of this debate because I'm going for Bayern. Hmm. What's your stupid made-up reason for not picking them? Never yeah, mind. Said... If he if he picks them, by the way, guys, in the last week this will be his third selection to win the Bundesliga. <laughs> <laughs> go on uh, in. Go on in. Uh, I, I I'm gonna go with Borussia Dortmund. <laughs> oh god damn it! Second year in a row. <laughs> no, 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 no. On the podcast last season, I said final win. Off. Yeah, but then you <laughs> no, very much on podcast because I wouldn't let it go. You did place a hefty wager that Dortmund oh, would win. Yeah. So go on in. What's your stupid made-up reason? Every team at some point. Okay, you know Bear what? In mind, he's a week ago, by the way, guys. He said Leipzig would win. No, 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 no. I I thought they might, they might, and they still might, they still might. But then Dortmund is what I'm going to go for. And I, and here's my reasoning, right? I think there is an argument that I can say why Bayern won't win it. And there's an argument that I can make and why Dortmund will win it. I'm going to go for the latter. <laughs> I don't want to go for the former, right? Because I don't have a lot on the former apart from the fact that there are quite a few new players. I mean, there's no new players, but I mean, we have Upamecano who will take some time to you know become one with the defense in a way and he we've seen him be great but we've all also seen him look a little shaky at Leipzig right now for okay I'll just say this by <laughs> <right? laughs> 
Honestly, this, I, I make one point, 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 which is just the make a point. I, I'm God trying to think, right? I'm trying to think. So Bayern, as great as they have been, I don't think for the last few years they have looked as comfortable as the Bundesliga table might have made them out to be. I think there have been certain times where we have seen them on the precipice of a turning point, but they've always gone on to win those games. And you go back to the 2019-20 season when the game was between Dortmund and Bayern. And if Dortmund would have won that game, we would have seen them kind of spur back on. You know, we would have seen them uh, in, you know, just maybe three points away. But then they lost that game and then the league became six and that's where it kind of fell apart for them. And it's those games that Bayern really shine in, where the league is, it doesn't matter if it's close, if it's a decider game, they're going to win that game. And that's why Bayern, year after year, has been able to win the league. And when those teams lose that decider game, they kind of fall off a cliff. If I remove the factor of injuries, because that's what you kind of have to do, right? Even though Bayern do have quite a few players injured. But let's take injuries out of the way. You Bayern have won the league for, what, nine years now? And eventually there comes a point where the team that, no matter how faintly, knocks on the door, finally are able to get through, right? And now when you look at the other side, which is Dortmund, for years they have been this team that, well, as we have seen, their philosophy is get good players uh, young players, you develop them, and eventually they'll be sold off, right? That's what they work with. But then, when you go back to the last time that they did topple Bayern, what it took was a good crop of players that they had, and a manager or someone who would believe that they can actually beat Bayern. Bayern has such an institutionalized winning mentality that losing is going to be just tougher for them because you know that any team that goes up against them, that they are the underdogs, buying the ones that are going to win that game. And eventually, that's going to get you the results enough to win the league. But in that year, we saw Jurgen Klopp make this team play as if they're the favorites, as if they're the ones who are good enough to win the league and they're going to topple Bayern. And eventually they did, right? I think this time we're going to see something similar happen but the man leading them is going to be Erling Haaland. I don't think he sees. I don't think he sees eye to eye with the philosophy of the club, which is he knows eventually he's going to be sold off. But he wants to win every single game. He seems hungry for that, and he put up such an incredible performance in that opening game. And yeah, I think. And then they got battered in the Super Cup. Hey, you're leaving. I said. What no? What did I say? That when when it's a deciding game, Bayern are undefeated. When it's an important, yep. you know, when game. When it's an important game, Dortmund never win. Never win. That's true. So That's very true. No. However, in the other games, I think they'll be consistent enough to have a decent enough lead that those deciding games never come. I think. Me. Maybe. You are. Chatting shit? Maybe. Absolutely <laughs> stupid. And you thought the exact same thing last season. You look, thought, oh, well, look, Dortmund will get a good look. run. Bayern will trip up a few you know times. And you know then what? Dortmund barely qualified for the Champions League instead. You know what? Yeah, first of all, injuries was also a major part of that, right? 
But what? I think injuries are what got their manager sacked. Maybe. Okay. (laughs) You're so full of it. You know what? I'm going to change it. (laughs) You're so unbelievably full of it. Because your premise is that you think Bayern will beat will beat Dortmund in those games, but Bayern will be so rubbish against everyone else that Dortmund will have too big a lead. I, I realize how dumb that sounds. I'm yeah, going to change it. I'm it going to say, I'm going to, idiotic. Yeah, I'm going to say Bayern are going to win. I'm going to say Bayern are going to win the league. But I do think a turning point is coming. No, you at you some want point. a turning point. No, I don't. It will make the league more interesting. But you May- s- everyone thinks this every year. And Dortmund are now, a, they haven't won the league for a decade. Okay, so someone told me this. Someone told me this, and I completely agree, right? It's like a superhero movie, it's like a Marvel movie that. You know, the superheroes go through their, you know, their lulls or when they, you know, falter and it looks like they're going to be defeated, but they come together and win eventually. And, you know, year after yeah. year, year it's after nice. year, yeah, it's superheroes go- leave, so they buy new superheroes <laughs> who don't gel with the team, get sold. So that only works if it's the same team, but it's not the same team. It's different every single year. Okay. And they okay, won't even, gonna... This is the last season with Haaland. Everyone knows that. And once again, because of the players that have left, the team is worse. Mm-hmm. Like they had Sancho and Hakimi yeah. a couple of seasons ago. Now they've got Munier and some kid from Holland. Malin is good. Malin is good. Okay, you know, okay, I'm not going to. I'm, this is all. And I'm pantomime at this point. I'm going to say, Bayern are going to win the league. But I think it's going to be closer. I think it's going to be very close. There you go. Well, that won't be difficult because they were nowhere fucking near last season. <laughs> so, yeah. Sake. By closer, do you mean they might comfortably qualify for top four instead of fucking up numerous times? <laughs> okay. Last season, when Bayern and Leipzig faced off, it was close. And if Bayern would have lost the game, it, would have been, it again would have been like, you know. Yeah, but you've uh, ruled Leipzig out. You picked them last weekend. You've changed your mind now. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, last season, again, it was closed before Bayern won the deciding game. Yep. So, And so. you will win the deciding game again and Perhaps. win the league. Perhaps. Um, again, then you have issues with Lewandowski. as we the difference in confidence. In the Premier I just spent 10 minutes talking about how United are going to win the league. Hey, 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 Despite hey, hey. never winning no, 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 the league. No, 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 I don't, don't, don't want to hear this, It comes this, to right? the Bundesliga and Mr. Crybaby over there is talking hey. about how good the rubbish team are. No, I'm trying to create a case as to why the league might be more competitive than it has been recently. Backtracking. You know what? Screw all. Screw you. You know, it's going to be Bayern who are going to yep. win the league. Damn right. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There Champions you go. League. Let's go to the Champions League, yeah? Um, oh, goodness This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Who do you have? Go on. It's, Marseille. Yeah, it's Marseille. <laughs> Guendouzi is going to get them the trouble this season. Oh. It's going to be... I, I, I don't know. And this is a stupid thing to say on a predictions podcast because I don't know. I don't think PSG can win it if they play Neymar, Messi and Mbappe and simply because there's no one to defend. So Posh will have to come up with some sort of system for when he's facing the big teams, like a Bayern, for example. I think if they went there with that attack and with the midfield that PSG have, despite adding 
Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum, who's better when he's played further forward than further back anyway. I think Bayern would just pick him apart because there's no one to defend down down the flanks. You just overload the fullbacks of PSG every time. So it's hard to predict PSG will win unless Pochettino can somehow come up with a system to do that. Um, if City sign Kane, it changes it. But also, I just can't predict Pep to win the Champions League. Like, cause it's just impo- It's like predicting Dortmund to win the Bundesliga at this point. Like, you just know when the big when the big games come, they're going to cock up and play like Gundogan at goalkeeper for some dumb reason. Mm. Um. So. Marseille. Yeah, it's Marseille. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for Marseille. They're gonna be united in the final on penalties. Wow. Well, I don't know. are winning one, and then talks about how much more money he earns compared to the other players. Yeah, pretty much. You know what? I'm gonna go for United, as it stands. <laughs> you know what? I I see it. You know, when if Chelsea can win it. You know, oh yeah, well, Chelsea could retain now they got Lukaku. There's some yeah. interesting teams in there. I, no one from the Liga. I don't think any of the three. I don't even know who the fourth one is. Probably Sevilla. Oh, and Villarreal are in there as well. Hmm. Yeah. All right, Villarreal. Unai is going to shock everyone. Is he, it, have no, you really, really gone for? <laughs> no. Come on. I'm going to go for. I either Chelsea to retain or United win it. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just don't see who who else really like Bayern, maybe? Maybe. If if they He'll can confidently stay fit. confidently predict Bayern to win the Champions League, but Bundesliga's too much. <laughs> <laughs> nah look man, I was just trying to create a case for a more interesting league. I think Bayern are gonna win, so there you go. No bullshit, Bayern are gonna win. So. P- PSG seems like the obvious one that's what everyone's going to say yeah. but I just don't think they're not going to be able to play 4-3-3 against the bigger sides they cannot start they cannot have Neymar, Messi and Mbappe mm-hmm. against these bigger sides because I think they'll get picked apart on the counter-attack but then again man look, just look at the attacking options like how it's so tough to mentally rule them but out they, you know? they have to score on every attack because otherwise they just get ripped to shreds is that seven, six, eight, seven yeah. games in common? In, in like, also, like the round of sixteen, as we all know, is in February, so they won't even have Neymar. <laughs> so we all know why. So they'll get knocked out by like I don't know Dan James hat trick or something like that. <laughs> we'll beat them PSG, for the third season in a row. If PSG don't make it through the group stages, what, what do we say? Like what, what's Messi gonna do the entire year? He's gonna play the, the league. I don't know. I think that's the other thing is that I actually don't think we'll see the three of them play together that often. Yeah, I think it'll be like ten games, if that. If that. If City sign Kane, then I can see the argument for Man City. But I also think it's, it's just tired of predicting Man City to win the Champions League. Like, we still haven't come up with an answer. Even I haven't come up with an answer. I don't. No, know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna back United. We're going to win the Champions League. We're going to do the double. And probably win like the FA Cup as well. Treble. Treble isn't coming. Yep. 89th minute. Corner to United. On comes Jesse Lingard. Who scores two. 
and then cartwheels around. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I legit don't know. I mean, uh, uh, what? I don't know. Um, United. I see. I see the case for United. Yeah, I see the case for United. I still. You know what? I, I'm just gonna go with PSG. As boring of an answer it is, they have Sergio Ramos, they have Hakimi, they have Gini Wijnaldum, who have proven to be good enough. Um, you know, even in the Champions League, then you have, you know, a certain man called Messi in there, and yeah, if they actually play together <laughs> enough, and not take it too lightly in the group stages and get knocked out, that'd be that'd be hilarious if that happens, but. Come on, it has to be them, right? It's gotta be. It makes sense on paper. I just can't. I can't see that front three working against against some of these bigger sides. Like it's it's incredible, and they'll score some great goals, but it's just ripe for the counter attack. But come on, they have Sergio no one's going to defend. Yeah, but he's he's he can't cover both wings. That's the, that's but the thing. I just think. You wouldn't play through the middle, obviously, against that. They will have guys like Verratti. But if you've got wings that are that have Mbappe, because Messi's going to play for the middle, and Neymar, you could just overload their fullback, and it's going to work every time. No, but then, no, okay, here's the thing. I, I, I get it, but they'll have to really play a defensive system where Hakimi has to stay back. Because I've seen him in Dortmund, he doesn't stay back at all. No, he's not really a fullback. Yeah, he, he's a wing back. He yeah, plays like so a wing back. Are they play, wing back. So maybe they'll play free, free at the back, and that'll kind of mute that point. But then how? Then how do you get? Is is Neymar or Messi going to play at ten? You can play. You can play Messi at ten. To be fair, I, I, that's okay. I mean, who knows? I think Pochettino. I think Messi will play ten. I don't think he's going to play on the right. I don't think that works. Not on the right. I think. Play for the middle and they'll push Mbappe out, but maybe Messi will play ten. Or maybe he will yeah. hardly ever play, and none of this will matter. Yeah, Messi's just there for a vacation. He's just a picture at Eiffel Tower every week, I guess. Probably. So yeah, th- those are our winners. We have, uh, you have who? United winning the treble apparently. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, PSG winning their treble. If 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 you can count it as a treble, I mean you do. I'm gonna count it because Bayern did win the treble. So and people are discredited Bayern's treble now. So yeah, um, I hope Bayern wins the Champions League. I think they they will win the league comfortably, uh, <laughs> even though I hope it's close at least and fun to watch. Um, okay. But yeah, no, I just want it to be fun to watch at least. I don't want it to be like you want it to be close, but you want Bayern to win comfortably. No, I I think I said I think Bayern will win comfortably, but I hope. It's entertaining because it has been recently. I'm not saying it hasn't been. I think the league has been very interesting recently. Uh, I just hope teams at least believe that they can win because I hate listening to people say that we are playing for second. That sucks. uh, That's just a painful thing to listen to. But yeah, if teams show spirit or at least a will to go on to win, that's fine. Uh, That'd be fun to watch at least. But yeah. That should be everything, and we'll see how it turns out and how horribly wrong we are. But until then, we'll be back soon, perhaps next week under different settings. But yes, thank you, Nathan, for joining me. You can go plug yourself. 
Thank you, man. You can find me at Nathan Greenaway on Twitter. Uh, all of my other podcasts are over at Rogue underscore Opinion. Uh, there's loads of new stuff going on up there. None of it's football related, but come check it out if you want to hear us talk about some different things. But Rahul, thank you for having me on once again. Uh, yeah, thank you for coming. You can check us out on uh, Twitter at TC9Podcast. You can check out our website at theconventional9.com for articles on football, basketball, MMA, movies, what have you. And yeah, I did put one up about Manchester United recently, so go check that out. And yeah, you can check out our YouTube at The Conventional 9. More videos coming soon. <laughs> it's been a while, but yeah. And yeah, you can check out our podcast, where we get your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, what have you. Thank you all for tuning in and let the games begin. Thank you, Nathan, for joining me. Anytime. We'll be back soon. We'll be back soon. Bye. Bye.